0: Hey, this is the Man Fused Podcast. Kay Lee here, your host, my co-host Ben H. What's up? Sitting here in a what you call that, like a mustard colored coat? Camel. Camel. That's yeah. what it is.
1: Camel. It matches my chicken boots.
0: <laughs> chicken <laughs> boots, <right laughs> they are. You know what? Your outfit is missing. You are not accessorized with your man purse. Where is the man purse? I think it was just like honestly, Is that a fad?
1: I think the whole thing about purses and guys is it does make more sense. It is a lot more convenient. It doesn't click. Not something that you embrace
0: for the long term. I
1: just think it's, it's, it's very unnatural. Over time, you just go back to putting shit in your pockets without thinking about it. Instead like, my of, purse is still in my truck.
0: Instead of going, oh my God, let me get my purse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honey, have you seen my purse? So today on the Manfuse podcast, we're going to kind of go a little dark. We're going to talk about torture in the ancient world. And is it really any different than what's going on currently? Granted, some of the tactics might have changed, but it's all horrific. So Ben, you went down a wormhole yesterday. About yeah, I did. torture. <laughs> I went down a wormhole last night about ancient torture methods. Now, before you say another word, Why? What made you? Did you see something on it and then get captivated, click on it, read, and then you just went deeper? Dude, a friend of mine
1: posted something on social media where it was this picture of a man inside of a bronze bull. Like a bull, like a big full-size bull, but made out of bronze, so hollow bronze. And he was inside of it and there was a fire underneath it.
0: So they were cooking him
1: in the bull and so i was like what is that and so i looked it up and it was called the brazen bull and the
0: brazen bull was created back in the day for them to have an iron bull that some welder some blacksmith made
1: yeah i'm talking about like like you know 100 a.d 83 a.d the brazen bull I, i'll read did it look it.
0: like the stock market bull Kinda,
1: yeah, okay. but it was just kind of standing there with its head up. But yeah, it looked like that, you know what I mean? Here it is. The brazen bull, also known as the bronze bull, was a torture and execution device designed in ancient Greece. The bull was said to be hollow and made entirely out of bronze with a door on the side. According to legends, the brazen bull was designed in the form and size of an actual bull and had an acoustic apparatus that converted screams into the sound of a bull. Wow, that's some technology for back in the day. The condemned were locked inside the device and a fire was set under it, heating the metal until the person inside was roasted to death.
0: Horrible, then. And that sounds like something out of the movie Saw. This instrument was associated with the
1: name of the tyrant Phalaris the head of the bull was designed with a system of tubes and stops so that the prisoner's screams were converted into the sounds like the bellowing of an infuriated bull Phalaris is said to have commanded that the bull be designed in such a way that its smoke rose in spicy clouds of incense according to legend the bull was reopened after a body was charred the victim's scorched bones then
0: shone like jewels and were made into bracelets. Now, is this a myth or is this something that was an actual... This is for real.
1: This okay. actually happened. And, and in, even after this Phalaris, who is a Greek ruler, even after his death, whereas he actually was roasted to death in the bull when he was overthrown. So he got his. He got his. But listen to this. Stories allege after finishing construction of the execution device... Perry Louse. So Perry Louse is the guy who made it for Pilaris. So he's
0: like a Da Vinci.
1: Yeah, Perry Louse said to Pilaris, "His screams will come to you through the pipes as the tenderest, most pathetic, most melodious
0: of bellowings." Talking about the ruler who was put into his creation.
1: No, no. So this was the guy who made it for. Phalaris. Phalaris right. ordered okay. this
0: to be made. And and so the guy who made it said... The
1: guy who made it when he was delivering it was like, Your Highness, this is the finest bull. The screams will come to you in the most pathetic, bellowing... Home. Which will
0: make you orgasm yeah. over and over as you hear the bellow and smell the so, scent of rotting flesh. So Perry Louse, well, it was designed so that incense would burn,
1: too, so that when the smoke came out, it didn't smell like any... It smelled like incense. So, Perilous, who built it, believed he would receive a reward for his invention. Instead, Phalaris, who was disgusted by these words, ordered (gasps) its horn sound system to be tested by Perilous himself. So, tricking him into getting into the bull. When Perilous entered, he was immediately locked in and the fire was set, so that Phalaris, could hear the sound of his screams
0: he killed the creator (laughs) on delivery because he hated the way his verbiage sounded as he presented the masterpiece the brazen bull what you asked for i
1: made a bull out of bronze and and he i created a pipe system that i get in there you get in there and scream as loud as you can and it sounds like
0: sounds like a bull from the outside. Did you know when he finished that, he, he was all like buffing it, making it all shiny before the presentation. He was like, I am the man. Yeah. Is that where the saying, no good deed goes unpunished? Because that right there is a prime example of what I guess you think of as
1: a good deed. Well, now though, listen to this. Oh, it gets better. Before Perry Louse could die, Velaris opened the door and took him away. After freeing him from the bull, Phalaris is then said to have taken Perilous to the top of a hill and thrown him off, oh, killing so him. he didn't even let him die in didn't it. Didn't let him die in there, pulled him out while he was like half-roasted, threw him off of a hill. Oh, that's nice of him. Phalaris himself, the ruler, is claimed to have been killed in the brazen bull when he was overthrown by Telemachus, the ancestor of Theron. Why am I not, these names, they just... Well, if you look at Greek history, I mean, these things happened like every couple years. If you stayed in power for like 10 or 15 years, you're a big dog, okay? I mean, like, most kings get their heads cut off. You know right. that saying? It's also a Coldplay song. It's a true saying that has... Can it's you a very, sing that for us? Uh, no, I, I don't even we like We were song. all
0: yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is a really interesting story, man. Now, is this before the Colosseum? I'm taking it.
1: Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I don't know when the Colosseum was built, but uh, the last time that the Brazen Bull was used was AD 287, 1800 years ago or so, right? It's 2023. Yeah. 287. There's some interesting information on it, man. The Romans have been claimed to use the torture device to kill Christians, most notably, Saint Eustace. Who, according to Christian tradition, was roasted in a brazen bull with his wife and children, by Emperor
0: Hadrian. So wait, you could put a whole family in this fucking thing? just.
1: I mean, it's it's as big as a bull, dude. I guess Shove the were... people in there, close it, lock it, start the fire, dude. What and people that? would stand around and listen to the bull, so it would shake because people were, you know, burning, frying, to death. you know, or whatever. Yeah, burning to death. So this Phalaris guy, he was he was the tyrant. Of Agrigus, now Agrigento, in Sicily, from approximately 570 to 554 BC, and here's a picture of it. See him shoving that guy. Oh my God! It's almost like a, it's almost like a grill. Yeah, it's they're like a, it's sho- like a
0: fucking grill. Yeah,
1: they're just shoving him in there, getting ready to start the fire. And the thing is that once you're in there, you can't hear anything except all your screams and everything. It just sounds like the bull. You can huh. hear yourself screaming. Yeah, but everyone on the outside, you see all the people that are crowded around.
0: Bello, bellow, bull!
1: Dude, they were psycho back then. They were. Oh, bananas. they would. They
0: would root for it.
1: Oh yeah, this was like a big event. The whole town would probably come. Yeah. Watch somebody get roasted. It'd be in like
0: uh, stoning somebody or or burning a witch at the stake. Yeah, dude. You'd have the whole mob mentality out there going, "She's a witch! She's a witch!" Burn her at the stake! Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so that was your first torture thing. What else did you discover on your journey of torture?
1: So, there was there was a lot of different ones that I found that were
0: really horrific. We should do that to mass shooters in this country, don't you think? Oh, let's dude. Stick them I mean, in a fucking brazen bowl. I'd celebrate that. Let's go with
1: the top ten. Brutal Ways to Die... By torture in the ancient world. Okay. Well, let's just say number ten is crucifixion.
0: Okay. So we're we're now we're all picturing at this moment Jesus. Number nine, rat torture, eaten alive. So how would they do that? They tie you up. I would imagine to where you can't move. They'd probably shove your ass in a cave somewhere that's filled with rats.
1: Typically, a rat was placed inside a small cage positioned against the victim's abdomen. The cage was heated from the outside, either by a candle, flaming stick, or hot coals. Forcing the rat to
0: try to get out of
1: the cage. Causing the rat to become agitated. So, how could it escape? By clawing its way into the only available soft surface. Quite quickly, the rat would gnaw its way into the victim's bowels, eliciting unbearable agony in the process. This technique effectively got information out of prisoners and played on their psyches, adding a psychological element to the torture.
0: Okay, that's disturbing.
1: Number eight, the rack, stretching Uh, the
0: body. I've seen this. I think everybody has seen this in movies. Braveheart, I believe, with Mel Gibson. When he was refusing to bow down or take the knee or whatever, they put him on that rack and they had like horses pull his
1: body. Exactly, pull him all the way apart they could stretch you just a little bit to get like some info out of you, or they could stretch you to the point where your muscles your like your torso would just rip off. Well, they would stretch you to the point where your muscle, once your muscles stretch out a certain point, they don't retract back together. And so they're there. You can't use them anymore. You just become like a freaking limp dog, or they would do it where they would actually completely rip you apart. Um, you know, people who would come and watch, um, They would cheer for, like, the sounds when, like, a bone would pop or something like that. And if someone was sentenced to death on it, then they would be completely ripped apart. Otherwise, it could be part of um, a series of tortures. Some people were stretched to paralysis, basically, and then they were burned at the stake. In some cases, it was just a part of the deal. Number seven, keel hauling. And keel hauling is, um, it means to drag along the keel of a boat, which is what the torture method did. The sailor was stripped, tied, and suspended by a rope from the ship's mast with weights or chains attached to their legs. The rope was looped beneath the ship, and once the sailor was released, they were dragged under the keel. The fatality rate was practically 100%. If the person did not drown, they suffered severe head trauma from repeatedly smacking against the keel, as well as deep lacerations from the barnacles and other
0: aquatic growth present on the hull. So it wasn't like a a long rope. You didn't have a a stretch. You were tied close.
1: Yeah, so that you'd you'd be tossed off the front of the boat and just dragged under it as it went. If you survived, they pulled you back on deck and then you ultimately died from disease. Number six is the wheel. And the wheel's one that's really highly documented, man. And the wheel is something that, that has ha- that that has happened, you know, as recent as like the thirteen hundreds, the fourteen hundreds. They would just tie you to a wheel and they'd just sit there and hit your body with a hammer or rocks. It's yeah. almost like a cruise. it's almost like a cross. They're just tying you to a wheel. Yeah, but they, they're using kind of like the the spokes of the wheel. Mm-hmm. To like take a rock and smash your arm.
0: Oh, gotcha. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, it's real um, real morbid. <laughs> we we've gone to a deeper, darker place.
1: Number five is impalement pierced straight through. So they'd take a huge spear and stick it from your bottom. Your anus. Yeah. All the way up through your throat. And then they'd tie you to it, post it into the ground, and you just hang there on it until you die. That one's pretty rowdy yeah it is the blood eagle giving the victim wings if the six other ancient world ways to die have not made you squirm yet welcome to the barbaric practice of the blood eagle Ooh. although it is highly debated whether this torture method was real or just literary invention either way a rather disturbed mind concocted it the blood eagle ritual was first mentioned in the late scathlet poetry The victim would lie in a prone position and be kept alive as their back was sliced open, their ribs were detached from their spine, and their lungs pulled through the opening to form a pair of bloody wings. It is hard to imagine one staying conscious long enough for this to be completed. Nevertheless, if the Viking sagas are to be trusted, this technique has truly earned its spot as one of the most brutal, painful, and downright terrifying ways to die.
0: Okay, yeah, that sounds horrible. Molten
1: gold scorched from the inside. So they take hot gold and just pour it down your throat.
0: And just burns and melts just everything on the cuts inside. Cuts holes
1: right through you, man. Craziness. And is that, what number is that? Number three. Okay. Number two, flaying, being skinned Ill-alive. alive. Ugh. And number one, and ladies. Coming in <laughs> at number one. The Roman candle. The ancient world's ultimate torture method. Coming in at number one, above all other brutal ways to die in the ancient world is the Roman candle. Whether it's the execution style itself or the executioner who ordered it, this is bone chilling on several fronts. History is filled with ruthless and psychotic figures and the Roman ruler Nero is one of them. He hated Christians so much that he used them as human candles or torches for his garden parties. First, the victims were tied and nailed to tall stakes. Then flammable liquid was poured over them before they were set alight. The fire started at the feet to prolong their suffering. Whether the Christians had rebelled against the state or not, this was a monstrous way to go. It reflects how barbaric punishments were in antiquity. And how they were often born of man's vicious ego and thirst to dominate what he considered a lowlier populace.
0: The reason we went down this wormhole today is I suppose to just shed light on how barbaric and disgusting human beings have been to each other, are being to each other, and will be to each other for the remainder of eternity. Yeah, something about the
1: the subject of torture is just so interesting. I, I don't know why it's it's so intriguing to me. It is, you know and what I and, mean? I,
0: and I agree. Uh, not that I, and I don't think we're getting off like her learning about it.
1: No, it's not. It's not getting off in a in a right. good way.
0: Horror I, porn.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like
0: just to imagine it is just unbelievable. Can you imagine being in a time like that? Where that ruler is the only law and order. But what they could get away with, America, these other countries, they do horrific shit. They cover up horrific yeah. shit. They mass murder and kill people all the time through, I guess, are the methods any worse? These just are a little bit more barbaric in the sense of. Well, I mean,
1: ISIS does stuff like this. I mean,
0: you know. Iran, the, I imagine. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Iran and the Congo.
1: I mean. You know, these kinds of things still happen. They're just not written about or publicized because the way that the world is basically now. But but certainly these things occur. And the part about it that, that makes that is so chilling to me is that this is the way that people would win back in the day. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these things were like um, if you got overthrown, the guy that overthrew you would burn you in the brazen bull it was like how crazy can we get with this it's pretty disturbing man it goes to show you though because when you get to reading into it most of these methods that i've been reading about are based on the persecution of christians right by the roman empire right and the greeks because you know they believed in you know the sun god and the ocean god and the and they believed in many different gods and they had idols and worshiped idols and christians said no we're not worshiping idols we're not worshiping you as the ruler we, we worship, worship god it. right and god made you and god made me right. many of these executions were done at the at the attempt to get people to denounce christianity so you talk about like being brave and stuff like that you know imagine you're getting ready to get freaking put into the brazen bull they say, denounce Christianity. And you're like, no, no. I'm not doing it. I don't care. Kill throw me, me in the brazen bull. Right. Light me like a, a wick and God candle. is the truth. Throw me up on the frickin' – throw me up as one of your party
0: candles. Give me anus to mouth with a spear. Yeah, yeah just spear <laughs> me and put hey. me out in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I want to be a lawn ornament for so, your parties.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it just shows you, like, how far the human race has come in so many ways as far as freedom of speech, freedom of religion. I mean, I guess we have
0: evolved. Significantly. But then again, in some ways, you see evidence of, is there really a difference? I mean, like, it's a more packaged way of killing. It's it's more presentable and palatable to our society as it is right now. Because if the government did that and took a bunch of whatever you want to call it, puppets, and stuck them on the White House front lawn right. with, you know, stakes through their ass and coming right. out their mouth so the president could have that as ornaments during his yeah. dinner party, well, that wouldn't be very palatable. That's right. So they're going to murder and kill in a slightly more covered up way of... Nowadays, you, you can do it a lot
1: more quietly. More popular to do it quietly. Make it look like an accident. And there's always been war, you know, like between countries. There's always been conflicts. Uh, Dan Carlin has an incredible podcast about History that is really interesting to listen to. That's the to. dude with
0: like the four hour episodes. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. He, he knows his shit. It's called hardcore history. I, I feel like he's like, when you listen to him, it's like when you go to Buckhead Church and hear Andy Stanley, yeah. who, how many hours did it take for him to prepare this sermon? That's right. Because it's so thought provoking and so thought out yeah. that it's like, and he takes one little topic and he digs so fucking deep and it's, you know, and goes on for an hour and yeah. a half about one thing. There are ways
1: to, to kill people a lot more third party, basically. Like you have the United States, for example, is the greatest supporter of NATO. NATO pushes the boundaries toward Russia Russia says, if you keep pushing us, we're gonna attack Ukraine. NATO kept pushing, 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 pushing. And then Russia attacked Ukraine. Now we're arming Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. And so there are a lot of different ways to look at this. And to me, there's no right side. I mean, it's just a part of the the sickness of humanity, ultimately. Understanding these things geopolitical, if you really looked into both sides, technically you could support either. You can find all of the human emotions on either side. Right. You you can find all of the reasons that one side did
0: one thing or why the other side did another. And, you know, what's funny is, too, because while Vladimir Putin, I would say if you had to point at an evil, well, I mean, there again. He's probably the wealthiest man in the world. Well, right. But besides wealth, we talked about stupidity when we talked about evil. Yeah. So when you see Vladimir Putin, do you see evil or do you see a man that is sticking up for his country. Now he was pushed into a corner and he gave, as we talked about, he gave warning after warning, if you keep going, this is what's gonna happen. That's right. And it was pushed and NATO pushed and Ukraine kept going. Could have been handled through diplomacy, but it wasn't. And then he starts attacking. Are there war crimes there? Yeah, I would. For sure. Can't go and use rape and torture as a tactic People so just horrible
1: have- torture methods are occurring right now. Horrible stuff. The interesting thing is just the direction that we're going with everything. Because everything is a house of cards right now. And maybe it always has been. And maybe that's why such extreme measures are resorted to in order to hold on to power. Because it is so fragile. I was talking to an investment banker this morning. Speaking of all of these things with the banking contagion, right? And he literally said the. Banks work off of a 10 cap. And for those of you that don't know what that means, a 10 cap is a 10% capitalization rate. What that means is that for every dollar they have, it's lended out 10 times. So literally, if 10% or more of the people go into the bank to get their money, the bank's going to collapse. The number's 10%. The average deposit... At the Silicon Valley Bank was $5 million. That's how much the average account was.
0: So you got a lot of people lost a lot of money. Well, didn't Biden come out and say that they were going to be able to get their money? Yeah. So the government's ultimately going to print the money and write the check. Let's keep printing the money. And, mm-hmm. and so it
1: goes back to printing money. But, which you know, devalues the dollar. Which devalues the dollar. You know, when you look at these things from a zoomed out view, it's really interesting what you come up with. I don't know if Vladimir Putin, a lot of people say he is evil. A lot of people say the United States is evil. I was in Iraq for a year and a half. I didn't really see why we were there. I didn't really understand it. I don't understand why we're a lot of places. Um, I saw horrible things done to people. I saw people that had been killed in horrible ways. I talked to people whose families had been killed with missiles and bombs. You know, we talk about Vladimir Putin sending missiles to Ukraine and everybody's Ukrainian flags up and all this kind of stuff. Dude, we're putting missiles in people's front door just like
0: they did. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Manfuse podcast. Hit us up at Manfuse.com. Join the show, 770-744-5227. As always, please share the show.